Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, Yarn Lovers, welcome back. Or if you're new, welcome. I'm Kila Party, the host of Crocheting Worlds, the podcast, and you are listening to Crocheting Worlds, the podcast, episode seven. So as you can tell by today's title, this is a part two. So if you missed the last week's episode, you don't necessarily have to go back and watch it, but it's going to depend on what you want to know. So as you can tell, today's episode and last week's episode is all about learning how to read a pattern and tips about reading a pattern. So on last week, we really did a pattern read along, which was basically we discussed every row, how to do it, what the abbreviations mean. And we also talked about what a pattern is, how a pattern should look like and what's in a pattern and important things to look out for like the notes or the credits and stuff like that. So if you are like a really new crocheter and you don't know how to read a pattern, you're very inexperienced at reading patterns and you want to know how to read patterns, I definitely suggest you check out last week's episode. But let's say you already know how to read a pattern and you don't really want to do a pattern read along, but you would still like some tips about a pattern. Well, this episode is just for you. So today's episode is actually going to be split into two different parts. The first half of today's episode is going to be finishing our pattern read along from last week because last week we read half of the pattern, but we didn't get to finish it quite all the way. So we're going to be finishing the second half today. And in the second part of today's episode, we're going to be going over some tips and just things you should know about a pattern, like how to adjust your pattern for a different yarn weight or a different size crocheting hook. Are buying patterns even worth it when there are tons of free patterns? And if they are worth it, which one should I buy? And a lot of things like that. So if that's what you want to know, stay tuned. So I think it's safe to say we're ready to finish our pattern read along. So if you don't remember where it was, you're going to go on Pinterest. Oh my gosh. Speaking about Pinterest. So I was on Pinterest earlier today and I saw this person drawing a water droplet. And I I can't even explain to you, but I'm just going to say the water droplet drawing looked more real than an actual water droplet. Like, Like if you put them, if you compare the two next to each other, I would say that the real water droplet was fake and the drawing was real. Like that's how good it looked. And you guys need to look it up. Look up like how to draw a water droplet or something like that. It is so cool. Like my mind was blown. Like I don't even have words to express it. Like I was sh- I was shook. My my mind was blown. Like they they drew a water droplet. How do you draw something that is clear? How do you draw something that is clear? That's what I want to know. Because I can't even draw something that's not clear. So obviously they got some drawing talents that I could never have. But I have crocheting talent. So, you know, I think we I think we kind of meet somewhere in the middle. <laughs> no, we do not. <laughs> How do crochet talents even meet with drawing talents? I'm not seeing a connection, but you know what? Maybe you guys are seeing a connection and that's all that matters. So let's get into the pattern. As I was saying, you're going to go on Pinterest and you're going to look up crochet elephant pattern by all about amy yes she is the one who designed this pattern and we talked a lot about that yesterday and basically the cover photo should look like a gray and a pink elephant that are crocheted right next to each other so if you see a photo like that with the link that's the link you're going to be looking for 
So last week we went all the way down to row 30 and that reminds me because if you guys don't remember from last week, I am the teacher and you are the students because this is Crochet University where the elite crochet artists go to. So I assigned you guys some homework last week and it wasn't anything hard like studying some vocab words. It was just crocheting the first 30 rows of the elephant. So I'm hoping you all got to crochet your first 30 rows. If you didn't, don't worry. Don't stress out. Don't start crying. Because as Abby Lee Miller says, save the tears for the pillows. Hashtag dance mom things. But if you didn't get to finish your first 30 rows, that's 100% fine. You can always come back to this podcast later. And I actually do suggest you listen to this episode today first. And then go finish your 30 rows because once you finish the 30 rows, you can just keep going without having to stop and listen and then go again. If you know what I mean, let me, I'm so bad at explaining things. Let me say that again. Okay. So basically, (laughs) okay. So basically what you're going to want to do is, so basically what you're going to want to do today is listen to today's podcast and then go back, finish your 30 rows. And then because you already listened to today's podcast, you don't have to stop after your 30 rows and come back and listen to a whole episode and then go back and finish row 31 to whatever it ends. You can just keep going without stopping. And everyone knows as a crocheter, you hate being stopped in the middle of your project. It is the most stressful thing, the most annoying thing that can ever happen. So don't worry about it. Just listen to today's episode and then we'll get into everything else. I was going to say before I start, but then I realized we already started. But before I continue, please don't forget to download today's podcast. On most streaming platforms, it's just a little three dots right in the corner and you just click download. It's totally free to do. It doesn't really take up any space on your phone, actually. So all it really does is just help me out so much. So if you could please download today's podcast, I would appreciate it so, so, so much. So now let's get into the pattern. So I'm actually really happy that we ended on row 30 last time because that is the end of the body and the start of the legs. So really we ended at the perfect spot where we could have stopped. So if you go to the legs, scroll down to the leg part, it's gonna say, in order to create the legs, we will divide the body into leg chains. Each leg chains consists of six chains and we will be making four leg chains, A through D in total. So basically what this is trying to tell us is we're basically going to be making four different holes and in those four holes, those are basically our leg slots, I guess you could say. And each leg slot is going to be made with six chains. So now that we read next, it says leg chain A. So now if you go down, it says leg chain A, joined to one end of the last single crochet of row 25, chain six, count 21 single crochets and slip stitch to the end. So basically now you're going to, first you're going to slip stitch on that last stitch from row 25. You're going to chain six and then slip stitch on the the 21st stitch. So you're gonna chain six, count 21 stitches and on that 21st stitch, you're going to slip stitch. Now for row, for leg chain B, it says continuing from leg chain A. So we're just continuing with just one yarn. We're not doing any cutting or nothing like that. We're going to chain six and slip stitch on the last stitch of row 30 from the tab. So now we're going to chain six and crush and slip stitch on that last stitch, number 30. And that should be on the tab. 
Now, if you're getting confused, there is a picture here, and the picture explains it, like, 100 times better than I do. Well, it's probably why they say, uh, photo is a thousand more words than a story. Wait, how does the saying go? A photo, a photo has more words than, a, a thousand more words than a story. Oh my gosh, what is the saying? Okay, we're skipping the saying. I thought I was doing something there. Like, I was trying to sound smart for a minute. And I ended up just embarrassing myself. But that's okay. <laughs> so now we're going to leg chain C. And this says, counting on from leg chain B, the first chain in the last stitch of row 30. Chain 6, then count 15 single crochets from the beginning of the base of the tab of row 25. Then join with the slip stitch. Now that was a mouthful. So basically, that's telling us that we are going to chain six and then slip stitch on the stitch 15. And then we're going to, and then for leg chain D, continuing on from leg chain C, so remember we're not cutting, chain six and join with slip stitch on the last stitch of row 25 where your stitch marker is, do not cut yarn. So now we're just going to chain six and then slip stitch on that very last stitch on row 25 which should be stitch 30, I believe. I'm not 100% sure because it doesn't specify in the pattern, but that's just me trying to help you out because I've made one before. Well, I mean, you guys know that because you can see it in the photo, but I've made one and I believe it was stitch 30. But basically, you're just creating a diamond shape. So if you have a diamond shape with your chains, then you're doing A-okay. Then it says, we will now be working on each individual leg crocheting around the body and the leg chains that we have just created. So because there are four legs and all four legs are basically the same thing, I'm only going to be reading one of the legs because reading all four legs would just be the same thing four times. So for leg A, starting from the last stitch of row 25, so where the stitch marker was, no need to cut the yarn from before, just continue working. So now we're just going to start our leg. We're not going to cut anything or if you want to add a new color for different color legs, now would be the time to add that. This would be the perfect time to add in your new color. But if you wait, then it's going to be too late. So for row one, it says 21 single crochet of the body. So this is the part that's on the body. So now we're crocheting on the actual body that we already started. And then six single crochet on the leg chain A. So that's basically single crocheting once in every chain that we made. For row two... You're just going to one single crochet in each stitch, including the six chains. And basically from the rest on here, we've already learned this earlier in last week's podcast. That's really why I suggested you listen to that one first. That I'm just really covering based on anything we haven't touched in today's episode. But basically, you already know what to do for the rest of here because we already experienced this. It's just single crocheting and decreasing. But one thing I need you to remember is for these legs... You're working with the chain because that chain is now making basically your whole slot. So from where the chain starts to where the chain starts again, that little circle is your row. So don't forget that because then that will make your leg be a little weird. Well, it won't even be a leg. It will be something else. But you know what they say? Unique things. Now, once you finish your legs, we're going to move on to the trunk. Okay, so now you should have done your four legs. Now let's get into the trunk. For the trunk, it says, rejoin yarn in the hole left for the trunk. Rejoin and stitch in the middle of the tab. 
tab edge consists of six stitches. So your tab is that little thing hanging out with those six stitches. So for row one, it says single crochet three, which is half of the tab, 12 single crochet of the body, then three single crochet, the other half of the tab. So this part, you're really gonna have to just eyeball it if it's not clear to you. It wasn't clear for me, but I did mess up on the legs and that's a little bit why. But basically you're gonna crochet on three stitches of the tab. So you're gonna start on that middle stitch, work your way out. Then you're going to do, how many did it say? So you're gonna do 12 single crochets that's on the body behind the tab, but connect it to the body and then finish your last three single crochets working on the tab from the end to the middle. And basically this is crocheting a little hole because we're gonna crochet that trunk. And the trunk is basically like the little hose thing. They have like the, you know, like the little, that was so cringy. I don't like that. You know, that little thing they have. Yeah, I really don't know how to explain it, but the, you, you know what I'm talking about, right? Like the little, <laughs> you, you guys know what I'm talking about. It's like the little. Just look up elephant elephant trunk on the internet. You'll you'll find it. I'm embarrassing myself now. So now we're gonna go on to row two, and that's one single crochet in each stitch. So we already know how to do that. Just one single crochet in each stitch. Then for row three, it says one decrease four single crochet. And repeat it for three times. So you're going to do one decrease, which we already know how to do, and then do four single crochets. And basically, you're going to repeat that process three different times, but on the same row, though. Yeah, on the same row. For row four through five, we're doing the same thing, and that's just one single crochet in each stitch. For row six, we're doing one decrease and three single crochets. And we're repeating that three times. For row uh, seven through eight, we're doing one single crochet in each stitch. For row nine, we're doing one decrease, two single crochet, repeated three times. For row 10, we're doing one single crochet in each stitch. And if you want to stuff your little thing, I would suggest you add a little bit of stuffing into it now. Or there'll be a chance later where you can add stuffing in it, I believe, through the top. But this, but right now would be the ideal time to add the stuffing, I believe. See, I'm not making it right now, so I'm trying to just remember what I've done when I made it. But it doesn't say to add the stuffing here, but I definitely would suggest it because we're about to close that trunk up. And once you close it, you can't open it back up. And then for row 11, it says one decrease, one single crochet, repeat three times. Fasten off and weave in ends. And basically, fastening it off is just cutting your yarn. And then weaving in ends is just sewing your yarn in and out the stitches. And I, I went more into depth in the last episode. But it's just sewing it in so your project doesn't come out. Oh, look. My phone's at 10%. That's not surprising. Let's hope our phone can last us the whole way through. Because if not... <laughs> we're gonna have a problem but luckily we are almost done we only have the belly and the ears so I would say that the belly it's not hard you just have to understand it so basically what we're going to do for the belly you're basically going to crochet a little shape I believe it's either a circle or a diamond and then you're just going to sew it on the belly and sew that closed because remember when we made our four legs 
So right now you should have four legs, but you just have a big hole in the middle of your elephant. So that little shape you're making is going to go right there in the middle and then your elephant's going to be done. So if your elephant needs any more stuffing, right now would be the ideal time to stuff it. So grab your stuffing, grab your polyfill, stuff, 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 stuff. You know, you know, you, you know, you know what to do. And if you don't know what stuffing to use, a lot of people always ask me what stuffing I use. I buy polyfill. You can buy this at like Joann's or Walmart. I believe it is cheaper at Walmart, but at Joann's you can usually get it for about 26 bucks if you use a coupon and they usually have it on sale for like 40% off every two weeks. So you just got to look out for those sales or look out for some coupons because they have some pretty good coupons too. And then I know Walmart, I believe, sells the cheapest polyfill out of anywhere that I've seen so far. So definitely check out Walmart if you're trying to save some money. And if you don't want to buy a polyfill, you can do what literally almost every crocheter does, including myself sometimes, and just get an old stuffed animal and just, (laughs) not to sound violent, but you need to rip it open and put the stuffing in your plushie. So I'm not telling you to be violent, but you you, got to do what you got to do. So for the belly, we're going to make our magic ring. So it says MR. We haven't gotten to this yet. So yay, new abbreviation things. So we're going to six your crochet in the magic ring. So we're going to make a magic ring. A magic ring is a very critical technique that you need to learn for amigurumi. So I just suggest you look up a tutorial on YouTube if you don't know how to do it yet. And a magic ring takes a little while to learn and you basically learn it over time. So don't stress out. If you want, you can always do the chain method, but I do prefer magic ring. The chain method is basically where you slip knot, chain two, and then six single crochet into that first chain as if that first chain was your magic circle. So it really depends what you're looking for, but the magic circle will give you a tighter and cleaner look. So for row two, we're going to increase, and basically it says six increase. So we're going to do two single crochet in every stitch of the whole row. So we should have six stitches right now. So we're gonna do two single crochet in each stitch. Then for row three, we're gonna one increase, one single crochet and repeat that around the whole row. And for row four, we're going to one increase and two single crochet around the whole row. Now she reminds us right here to stuff the trunk firmly to close the belly Attach the crochet belly piece to the edges of the four leg chain. So remember the chains that we made? We're going to be sewing the belly on to there. The belly piece should fit in perfectly since it consists of 24 stitches while the leg chains each consist of six chains. And as we all know, four times six is what? 24. Ah, look at us. Who needs crochet university? We should be mathematician university. Come on, guys. We are mathematicians now. Albert Einstein, who? Wait, didn't Albert Einstein do science? Well, I feel like science and math are, like, they're similar. You can't do science without math, so, yeah. You know what? Let's just move on to the ears now. Yes. But before we go on to the ears, I have some exciting news. Today's podcast is sponsored by eBay. So one thing that everybody needs to know is that eBay is a great marketplace for finding the perfect pair of shoes. 
whether it's a rare dead stock or the latest release, you can find the exact shoe you're looking for at eBay. Anytime you go into a yarn store, you need to make sure that you have shoes that are going to get you to the yarn quicker than everyone else. Because when you walk into a yarn store, that yarn is going to sell out the second before you grab it. So if you find the perfect pair of shoes, you can grab that yarn right before someone else does. Now here's the best part. With eBay, your shoes are authentic guaranteed because all the shoes are inspected by independent professional authenticators. There is a team of experienced sneakers authenticators who verify the box, logo, stitching, and dozens of other inspection points. Each sneaker also receives an authentic guarantee tag that includes a digital stamp of authenticity. And it also protects sellers with a verified return process. Now, if that's not great, I don't know what is. And let's say you don't want to buy sneakers. Let's say you want to sell sneakers. eBay is great for that too, because eBay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers $100 plus, making it free to sell or flip your collection. So go to ebay.com sneakers today. eBay, the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection. So now let's get into the ears. So the ears are basically just like everything else we made. We already know the steps. We already know how to do all of this. The abbreviations are super easy. The only part that I'm going to read is the part at the end because this is the most important part that you need to know. Fasten off and leave a long end for sewing. Sewing, not sewing, for sewing. Fold crochet pieces in half so that it curves inwards. Sew fabric on inner part of ears, so open, piece shut, attach ears to body. So what you're going to want to do is fold your ears in half and then sew them closed. If you don't sew your ears in half before you sew it onto the elephant, then it's not going to be an ear. It's just going to be a big old blob on top of your elephant. So make sure you fold your ears in half once you finish them. So that's the crochet elephant. I know it sounded a little hard for you all, but I think we did pretty well. So now let's get into some other things you should know about patterns. So one thing that a lot of people want to know is how to read complex patterns. Well, a really good way to start off is really just having experience. And if you want to read a complex pattern, first you need to know how to read an easy pattern. So let's say you're playing darts. You know, first you have bullseye, then you have the second row out, the third row out, the fourth row out. So let's say when you first start, you can only get the third row out. But if you keep practicing, soon you can get the second row out. And then you can get the first row out. And sooner than you know it, with a lot of practice, you can get bullseyes every time, even with your eyes closed. It's the same thing for pattern reading. For pattern reading, it just takes a lot of practice. So basically, I always suggest start off with some easy patterns first. And once the easy patterns are good, you go a little bit more advanced to a intermediate pattern. Then you go in a little bit more to a medium difficulty pattern. Then you go into a hard pattern. And soon you're doing really complex patterns. I would rate today's elephant more as a hard pattern because this elephant had a lot of different things to know. And that kind of leads me onto my other tip for how to read complex patterns. Find read-throughs. And by read-throughs, I mean tutorials. On YouTube, a lot of people have a tutorial that goes along with a crochet pattern. So basically what you want to do from here is watch the tutorial, but as you're watching the tutorial, 
read along with the pattern. So then basically you're, you're understanding more of how to read the pattern and how it should look in real life. Now the next thing to reading patterns, and this is for any pattern, is knowing the abbreviations. Yarn lovers, we have to know the abbreviations if we're going to be crocheters. Now, you don't have to make flashcards and study them every night. You just need to get a notebook, write all the abbreviations down, and write what they mean. Now, you don't always have to carry this notebook around with you, but it's a good reference for when you're first starting out. I made a notebook and it helped me so much. Now, every time you discover a new pattern, or let's say you don't have your notebook with you, use Safari, use Google, use Bing. Just look up, what does SC mean, crochet? And it's gonna tell you it means single crochet. Look up, what does TRBL mean in crochet? And it's gonna say, treble crochet. So there's just like two things that you can do and you can be really good at knowing the abbreviations. Now, I believe that the best way to memorize what these abbreviations mean is not to make flashcards and stuff like that, but is to actually do it with some hands-on experience. So let's say you're doing an amigurumi pattern and you're going to have so many single crochets, I can bet you that, because amigurumi is single crochets. So let's say you're making like a pineapple. By the end of that pineapple, you're going to know what SC means because you're going to have so many single crochets. Let's say you're making a poncho because I'm making a poncho right now and this poncho is full of chains and double crochets. So you can bet by the end of this pattern, I'm going to know what a DC means and a CH means, double crochet and chain. So over time, as you see the abbreviations pop up more and more in patterns, your brain is going to register that with the technique and know what it means. Now, one thing I would definitely look out for in patterns is country terms. Now, I'm not too informed about this because I really haven't really experienced this much, but I know a lot of other crocheters have, but really figure out if you crochet with UK terms or, you know, find out what region terms you're crocheting with because that will help you a lot with your crocheting pattern. So one thing that is really hard to do is adjust your pattern. And I'm going to be honest with you guys right now. I have no idea how to do that. So then you're saying, how do you make your plushies then? I just find small patterns for thin weight yarn. So let's say I want to make a dog. So I'll find a small pattern for a dog because I know that when I use it with the thick yarn, it's going to come out really big. So basically just assume that whatever you're doing, if it's made for a thin yarn and you're using a thick yarn, just kind of assume that's going to be about four times larger or maybe even five times larger. But if you want to know how to adjust patterns, there are so many tutorials on YouTube. Like YouTube and Pinterest have the tutorials for everything. So if you ever need help, you really got to go there. Or let's say you know some crochet designers who adjust patterns all the time. Reach out to them because they would love to help you because the crocheting community is so helpful. Now let's talk about buying patterns. So before we talk about buying patterns, let's say, is there a spot to get free patterns? There is Ravelry. No, I know it's not pronounced Ravelry. Like it's pronounced Ravelry, I think. There's Ravelry. There's Pinterest, and that's where I get almost all of my patterns from. There is YouTube, which is full of tutorials. Now you're saying, where can I buy patterns? So some places you can buy patterns are one, Etsy. And honestly, I love buying patterns on Etsy. I've never bought in a pattern yet that's been disappointing. They've all been really well and over the top exceptional. 
So I think Etsy is a great place to buy patterns. I think you can buy patterns on Ravelry too, I believe. And another place you can buy patterns are with pattern books or pattern magazines. And you can find these on Amazon or like Joann's or Michael's and they sell pattern books and pattern magazines. Now here's the even more important question. Are patterns worth buying? Now, yes and no. If you're a new crocheter, I don't suggest you buy a pattern. Now, this is not because I don't like buying patterns. I totally support pattern creators and everything. But if you're a new crocheter, buying a pattern is not going to be the best option for you. You need to start with something that's free, start with something easy, and really, once you know how to work patterns, then I suggest you buy patterns. Now, if you know how to crochet, should you buy patterns? 100% yes. You can only find so much creativity on Pinterest. And Pinterest has given me free patterns for, I want to say, almost two years now. But now I'm, you know, I'm trying to branch out. I, I need something more difficult, something to really challenge me. So places where I go, I buy my patterns only off of Etsy and pattern books. And Etsy buying patterns, it's a little bit of a challenge. But if you look at the reviews, a lot of people will leave a good review. And that kind of means it's a good pattern. And I bought in a couple patterns off of Etsy and I've done almost all of them so far and they've all turned out really well so far. So I would definitely say if you want to buy a pattern and you know how to crochet, definitely go for it. It definitely is a new adventure and I think that's even more fun because buying a pattern is like buying yarn. There's just so much like excitement with it and you really just have so much fun because like when you go into Joann's, you can sit in there for hours and look at all the yarns. And it's just like, it's like Disney World. Going to Joann's is like Disney World. It's the same thing for buying patterns, except you can do it on your couch and be lazy. You know, you can go go on Etsy. I can be on Etsy looking at patterns for hours. So I definitely suggest you check out some patterns. And if you try some patterns out, let me know what you think. So I want to thank everyone so much for listening to my podcast today. I know today's podcast was a little, I don't want to say rough, I want to say a little all over there, and that's mainly because we were completing a part two, plus talking about something else, so that was a little weird, but today we talked about, you know, finishing our crochet elephant, we talked about a lot of tips for patterns, and next week I have something special in store for you all, so don't forget to come back. But before you guys leave and before the podcast ends, I have a very, very, very special request. I would like to, I would like to ask, I would like to ask all of you if you could please download today's episode. It would really help me out so, so much. Just click the three dots in the corner and just click download. It's 100% free and it doesn't take up any space on your phone. Now, if you want to go all out there and be really, really nice today, of course, you can do your one good deed of the week. I would like to ask you if you could please, of course, subscribe and rate today's podcast. I'll see you on the verse next week for a special surprise. Goodbye.
thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.